0: Hey guys, welcome to the Power and Persistence podcast. I'm your host, Jessie Bloist, business owner, mentor, self-care advocate, manifester, wife, and mama of two. This podcast is designed to make you feel seen and inspired. Join me for honest and raw conversations with successful women and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. We'll explore how they imperfectly, but persistently juggle career, family, and relationships, all while honoring their authentic selves. Let's dive in. I'm so excited you guys are here because I'm opening my doors to my one-on-one coaching program, Find Your Yes, because we all deserve to live a life that feels like a hell yes. Women are leaders, and leadership is found in entrepreneurship, leading teams within a business, volunteer organizations, your community, and at home with your family. Whether you're desiring to make a transformation into leadership or you want to up-level your skills to become a more effective leader, this program is for you. I've been leaning at work and at home for over a decade, and this is what I know. It wasn't until I did the inner work that I personally needed to do that my leadership skills really improved. And that's why I created the Find Your Yes program. So you don't have to do the inner work alone. As someone who has been there, I will guide you as we work through your shadows, heal past traumas, overcome self-limiting beliefs, and watch you transform from the inside out. So if you're ready to create a life that feels like a hell yes, Head over to www.jessiebloys.com forward slash contact to book a call or head over to my Instagram at jessiebloys and send me a DM. I'm so excited to connect and to find your yes. Okay. I'm here with the Jessica Bennett, which for me is a super big deal. And I'm beyond thrilled that you are on the podcast today, Jess. Hi. Hi.
1: I I'm i I'm nervous. Am I okay? I'm nervous because I'm like,
0: I feel like I have a really big deal on the podcast right now because I do. So I'm like, I better do this well. I'm so happy you're here. Honestly, I have no idea where this conversation is going to go today and I'm so right. excited for it. So we'll start off so everyone can know who you are and a little yeah. bit about you. And then we're just going to let the conversation flow because I know you and I could talk forever
1: yeah strap in we this might be a four-hour podcast right I know we're gonna have to be like okay wait
0: we actually have things we have to do and kids we have to take care of okay so quickly just you're from London you're in the United States Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of background about you
1: okay so background about me is that I was a professional dancer for 11 or 12 years. Uh, living, I lived in London um, when I was training and then I traveled a load in my career. Um, and during my career I started like a blog called Very Jessica, which then in the pandemic I became a business. So I'm now a reprogramming coach and healer and I work with really amazing people all the time. I still dabble in a bit of dance. Um, And yeah, it's just a really interesting journey. I'm sure we'll get into that more. And I'm a mom, so I have a two-year-old son, Oakley. I was very cliche, I got pregnant in the pandemic, like. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to do, knock me out. Yeah, okay, I'll have a baby. Um, (laughs) And I'm very lucky, and I know, you know, to have him, but that's been a whole mindset journey too. So I'm currently living in the US. Me and my husband work in a show here. He's a singer. Um, I dance in the show. Um, I like swing. So I'm in it like every now and again. And yeah. And then I work online. So I'm in Missouri. I'm right in the middle of America, which is totally random as well for me. Like when I tell people at home where I am, they're like, you're where I'm like, I know.
0: (laughs) Okay. So you're also just downplaying a little bit about what you do now, (laughs) because you work with a lot of people and you have a huge reach and you teach and you're really touching so many lives all the time and where you've taken your career so go ahead
1: yeah it's kind of interesting and do you know what it's funny because it's it's happened so quickly that Mm -hmm. I literally can't believe it so it's I think sometimes I do forget but I so I also am a trainer at a company called Yes Supply so I'm teaching hypnotherapy emotional freedom techniques mindset work repro subconscious mind reprogramming techniques and and through that I have become one of the leading reprogramming coaches because of the prestige I have and that I'm teaching and all of this stuff. So within the last three years, my impact has hugely grown. Um, And yeah, so I'm teaching other coaches or leaders every day. um, And then I work a lot, a lot, a lot with performers or just people, I say, with big energy in my healing business because of the struggles that life brings and that's you know all everything lights me up so much but seeing the journey both reflect both sides of my work reflect the same thing in that I'm seeing the journey to someone standing in their selves more than ever you know yeah
0: and it's beautiful work and you do you work with a lot of people that have a lot going on and a lot on their plates and really big energy and they really come to you for that finding that center and that grounding and that Healing energy, so that they can do what they're meant to do, and then you're out there teaching it to other people, so more people can help more people. And you're momming, and you're performing, so you're doing a lot, and you're away from family. Yeah. What What made you guys decide to come to the United States?
1: You know, honestly, just to be totally honest, we were at like a what are we going to do moment. Okay. Like we were just at a okay. We both, so to give you a bit of background, we were working on a cruise ship when the pandemic hit. And like, when I say I was working on a cruise ship, people were like, oh, you must work so hard. But actually we got paid a lot of money to do not a lot. Okay. <laughs> like, that sounds wonderful. We had it, Sign we had me it up. sweet, you know, and I don't realize now till I look back how sweet I had it. i am like on the beach all day and I would get paid because you're away. I would get paid every day, whether I was working or not. And we were performers and we just worked in the evenings. Is that where and- you guys met or did you guys together decide
0: to work on the ship?
1: We met on an, in another company in Australia working on ships together and then we decided to go to this company together and they were really loyal. They always hired us together, gave us you know, rooms together and, you know, we were really well respected in the company. So we had we were doing really well. And, um, you know, so I was working on the ship and then you know, I mean that industry, not only the performing arts industry, but the cruise ship industry was battered you know in the pandemic yeah. yeah I always say look I know I was super privileged that we, we were able to go back in we live with my in-laws and um, we had food we were fit like we were fine but you know our prospects of the next few years had gone we had a wedding booked our wedding booked in July like the 60,000 pound wedding or whatever that we were gonna all got cancelled we were on really good money collectively between us we and because we didn't pay tax at home we, we filed tax because we were away on ships so much you get an allowance so we kind of really paid much tax for the last couple of years because there's a seafarers allowance okay so, therefore we couldn't get any help which I agree with you know you have to pay in to get out so you didn't we didn't really get much help from the government so we were kind of here just like from having this whole next chapter of our lives planned getting married to the just sitting in our in-laws house like okay what are we going to do and then I went down this coaching. My My husband was working in Sainsbury's overnight. So like Walmart overnight, like packing the um online orders. So uh-huh. he would get like 1 a.m. and he would come back at like 7 or 8 a.m. And, you know, he was, I, I love him more than ever because of how he showed up in that time. He went from being like center stage singing, but his face off every night to um working in a supermarket. And he never moaned. Like he just did what he had to do. And that, that made me fall in love with him even more. Yeah. You know, I loved that, but you know, at the same time, and I was working in a coffee shop and we we're getting on with it. And then I feel like this is a, a long story, but no, I'm just okay. going to fill you in with the <laughs> Yeah, do it. So, that's when I decided to go all in on my business. So when I had, when I finally had no income is when I decided to spend the most of myself, it's like, I ran out of excuses so that's when I took Yes Supply. Yeah. So I took it then. I was like, I already had my blog running. I was doing like self-love challenges, helping people. But I was lost. You know, I wasn't doing it. for. I didn't know what I was doing as such. Um, I just knew I inspired people naturally. That's literally all I did it off. People would leave me falling more, feeling more inspired. And uh-huh. so I wanted to do that on a bigger scale. And they had like 200 followers on, on Instagram, but I loved it. But I did Yes Supply and I went all in and we got married. And we, we ran away and got married just with us and 20 people instead because that was the laws at the time and cancelled our wedding. But we still had this money for our wedding and we thought we were going to go back on ships, Okay. right? So we're like, this is going to pass and we'll go back. So let's yeah. just spend our savings. Okay. <laughs> that, that was our, that, we'll go oh. back and you can save a lot of money on a ship you don't pay rent, blah, blah, blah. So we moved to Costa Rica for 3 months. Um Wait, because- you've really been places. <laughs> I've been places. That's yeah, we amazing. moved to Costa Rica in the pandemic because um we were working these jobs, we was we were about to go into lockdown again, we'd got married and we were like, "Hey, why are we just sitting here doing this? Let's just go have an experience. We have nothing we have nothing to be here for really. We can't go see anyone we love. So let's just get out of here." And we went and um, in Costa Rica, I was getting more clients. My business was starting to pick up and the ships had started to reach out saying, you know, what does everyone want when we do eventually come back? And I asked the universe for a sign because I didn't know whether to stick with my business and keep going or whether to go back to safety on the ships Mm -hmm, and get paid. And and I came back from Costa Rica and a week later, I found out I was pregnant. Well, you got your (laughs) sign. So he got my sign. And so to answer the why I even started this story is then I came home. We had no savings because we just spent them all on doing our thing. We had no house. I was pregnant. We had no jobs. I had a business that was starting to earn me a little bit of money, but also I'm pregnant. Yeah. Um, And I was like, wow, okay, what are we going to do? And I, that's when the opportunity with Yes Supply came up, you know, which was really perfect and amazing and expanding my impact and my mission so much. But my husband was still a singer, like didn't know what to do. So um, we were, uh, we'd moved out my in-laws by now. We just had my son and this opportunity came up to go here. And it was just like, do you know what? Why not? Why not? And that's why we're here. And (laughs) how long have you been here for? We moved wait, wait, for, wait, like wait. a year and a half. So, so much of that was
0: just you, I mean, I don't know if you felt like this, but really just letting go and being guided.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I think that it's really interesting the what the impact the pandemic had on us in surrendering, because yeah. I don't know if I would have ever left the safety net of that job. To, Do you think uh, it was easier because you were doing it together? In in ways, yes, but in other ways, it's been it's been difficult because you have to really consider each other. We didn't come to the same parts of our journey at the same time. Okay. So like when we moved here, I was quite happy at home. I had my little group of mum friends. My business was doing well. I had a great job. I was close to my mom. I was doing really great, but Martin was still pretty like lost in regards he'd been working away for six weeks at a time when we had a newborn baby
0: and Mm. he didn't
1: do that anymore Mm -hmm. so um I do think it's easier because we had together but I think it would have been easy to to like be selfish as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um of course having each other in that time made it so much easier and going to Costa Rica together helped us grow together I think so yeah it definitely was easier to have each other and what's it been like living in going from
0: london to missouri Mm, jesse if you could give me one sentence to summarize that i'm just kidding
1: it's so there's it's so bizarre it's such a mixture of things like i i don't really want to stay here um but i it's given me so much beauty and joy and it's i've learned a lot about myself yeah in this it's such a slower pace like I didn't think I'd have culture shock going to America because I spent Uh a lot of time in America but in cities but I the first six months I really struggled
0: well you also
1: you're not just okay hold on so you're
0: moving from London to America and a small town you're leaving your family you're leaving your friends your husband's starting a brand new job he's performing at night so you're home But let's just talk about the major change. You have a baby, you're a brand new mom, you're postpartum, that in itself is a huge transition. So you're doing all of these things at once and you're really leaving your support system.
1: Yeah, and and it, well, yeah, exactly. And Oakley was five months old when we came out here. And I, you know, part of me was like so determined because I always said like, I didn't just want to, and it's not, this isn't even a negative because I actually really wish we were more settled, but I didn't just want to choose somewhere to live and find a job just because we had a baby. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, I was going to have a baby once I'd bought a house and got a job I loved and yeah, oh, that God. plan we give ourselves, that fun plan, you know, yeah. it didn't happen. And so I was like, I still don't know what we want to do. We still don't know where we want to live. So I want to teach my son that, you know, take a risk.
0: Yeah.
1: And so um, yeah, hard, but yeah, that, that kind of kept me going. It's like we're doing, we're taking the risk. We're doing, we're making these bold moves and, and I I know I'll make another one soon because I can feel it coming. (laughs) Can you? Yeah. Cause I, I feel like when I start to get, it starts to get too safe or too easy. It's like, I know something's going to come up to make me take a leap somewhere else. Um, but what I have learned from being here and the real positives is that I do like having space. I like it's much more you know we're in the Ozarks it's there's a lot of space it's it's a slower pace which I never thought I wanted but I have a deep appreciation for it now yeah
0: I I think this is something that I don't hear talked about a lot but um if you're willing to go here as somebody that works I mean I know you are because you're (laughs) awesome and open but as somebody that works in a profession where you're teaching other people how to help others and you're helping others, what's it like when you are in a dark place? How do you show up for others? Like, let me help you. But then, you know, on your own time, you're struggling with the move or becoming a new mom or feeling lonely. What's that juxtaposition like for you? Being it's so in- funny
1: because asking that question now, like, 18 months later I feel like have a different answer because at the time it can make you really feel like a failure like who am I to show up and do this when I'm not doing well but I seem to have this magical skill of being able to shut it off I don't mm-hmm. know if that's from being a dancer because you know I've gone on stage and mm-hmm. I've had like the worst news and I've still had to step out on stage and be like like as a dancer you don't really no one's gonna go oh do you want the night off yeah, I yeah, mean, I think that so must
0: different. be a huge part in it. You really have had to, because I mean, you've been dancing since what age? What age did you start?
1: You were young. We're, I went to, I went to my first dance school, the Brit School, um, which is like a vote, like a music school at home. They had a dance section too. When I was fourteen, fourteen. So that's when I started my, I my professional training. Okay, and, so yeah, from a
0: very young age, you're taught like, put this aside. It's time to yeah. perform
1: yeah and it's like you're also aware as a dancer that I was certainly aware that there was loads of other dancers so if you Mm. don't go on stage or if you fuck about or oh here we go sorry I swear do it (laughs) it. you know there's there's somebody waiting for your job that's how I always felt anyway so you just you're always replaceable you're so replaceable how many female dancers are there in the world who want to dance you know like you know So I think that helped, but then, but then also was detrimental to me creating time for myself. So what was really beautiful is that my loneliness, there's this Adele lyric. I'm so, it's like sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get. Is this Adele lyric? Yeah. I I was lonely. I've never felt lonely before having a baby. I've I've never understood loneliness. I love being on my own. And, but I felt very isolated. I'm in the middle of America. Um, my mom is, you know, and I'm close with my mom. My mom is a 12 hour flight away. That's a thousand dollars or whatever. Um, and it was hard, but in turn that the, the the, the thing that was a struggle became my healing because that space forced me to deal with myself. Did you, what did you learn about yourself in that time? I learned that I am so strong. Yeah. I am so much stronger than I think. And that it really doesn't take that I work I work well when I'm inspired so what I can tell when I'm out of alignment when I just want to like numb and do nothing whereas like I would put Oakley to beds, and I would light my sage and I would journal and I'd put on my music and I would dance and I'd cry and I just it became like my retreat space you know my evenings which is the part I hated at first became my right. like healing and, and then, then did it turn like, in go ahead no Go ahead and no finish. no for work I was just gonna say how because of your original question like that just became like that I, I think it was part of my saving grace because it, it was like such a so aligned with my purpose uh-huh. so I was able to to feed the lessons I was learning into others and to learn from others what they were going through with me and and so it became I really accepted that you don't have to be all together to help people and right. that was a really good lesson I think being a human
0: and having all those different parts actually lends to helping right. people more right if For you sure. experience what life is really about because obviously we're all going to have times where we're doing really well and times where we're struggling I was going to ask you when you started making that space like Oakley oh, goes to bed Martin's at work and you have these moments in the evening <laughs> when Martin's show would end or he would be home would you be like dude you're yeah. in my, <laughs> not, like, get out. This is my time.
1: <laughs> you know, and he would come in and, like, make a pizza. And I'd be like, oh, you know, making a pizza in my sacred space. You know,
0: like, <laughs> like this is not what I do. In yeah.
1: And then, you know, what became, like, four hours at the beginning that felt so, then this is how I know time. Time is so about how we are projecting. Because, like, four hours I would drag and it would drag till he came back. Became once I started making it my healing space, click. I'm like, Mars coming back. What? Like yeah. he's back already. So it it really started to shift. And I I learned a lot about myself being with myself. And I wouldn't have done that at home because I had options, invite people around, yeah. do this, do that, you know. And, and, and the crazy thing about being here is we're also six hours behind. So my evenings, like nobody's up for me to call or chat to. So you really are so You're on your
0: own. I think. Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, you can kind of touch on it more, but um, I think it's when we're really challenged or we're really stripped down or we're on our knees and things fall apart that we really
1: hmm. are
0: able to find out who we are, where the beauty is in all of it. I know you and I have talked a lot and I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast without detail, but I don't know what, two and a half or three months ago now, my world kind of shattered and you've hmm. seen me, I don't want to get emotional, but you've been, you know. Instrumental in me processing through all that, but it's in you're just in the hamster wheel,
1: right?
0: Right? Life is such a hamster wheel. And unfortunately, I think if you're not going to check yourself, sometimes the universe is like, All right, I'll do it for you. And it does. It and then you that. have to stop, you have to be still and be alone. And you know, in that loneliness is when a lot. Is found out and it fucking hurts, but I do think you know beauty. I I don't think I know like beauty does come through, but for me it's just like, is it? Are we
1: there yet? I know, and I think that's the heart. I think that's why so many people don't do it, Jesse. Like I see so many people who, if they just gave themselves that space, they would they would be on the other side but they're not they're gonna stay in this it feels safer to stay in my pain than to try and have the courage to work through it because I see everyone numbs out I met this always stays in my head I met Sky in Costa Rica 65 had worked in banking finance his whole life had a heart attack at 63 just from pure stress and it, you know, most people are going into hospitals with stress related illness. Let's be honest. Right. So he had a heart attack, nearly lost his life. And at 63, he went, What am I doing? Yeah. What the hell is this for? Why am for? I doing? Why am yeah. I doing this? Yeah, it it yeah. packed up his whole life, went to Costa Rica, makes music, plays his guitar, which he just kind of did at the weekends for fun when, when, you know, and, 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 and like I have chills thinking about it, but I kept thinking to myself, I don't want to wait for a heart attack. I I don't want to wait for a heart attack. I want to, I want to get there now. Like I I want to be in that now. I don't want to wait for something to be stripped away from me, for me to realize that life is precious.
0: A thousand percent. And I think that's what really the last three months I've been coming to is like, first of all, my cortisol, cortisol levels are, they have to be through the roof. Um, I, I am, you know, a mom of two and that's busy and all that shit, but I'm also running a business and the business just breeds so much anxiety for me. But then that, that anxiety, that energy permeates to everybody around me and my children and my friends and my family. And you know, what it does, what does it for me is I look at my grandma who's 96 and I think, Oh my God, she lived this whole damn life. She raised four kids. We would go there for all the holidays. She had grandkids. She would take us places. We would travel. She would cook all these meals. She had a beautiful marriage. And now she's alone Mm. in assisted living at 96. Like Mm -hmm. life just changes. We see her, but she lives on her own. She's not able to care for herself independently. And it just made me stop and think like, what the fuck am I
1: waiting for to like let it feel good? It's like this. this, is it. This is, it's like this lie the- I'm going there apparently but like this line is of- told that it's like no 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 work hard and, and and do all this stuff so that then for the last 20 years of your life you can retire and chill out like what maybe 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 I mean, if you're lucky yeah yeah I'm like what what and and this is I thought it would have been so it's so easy and and listen everybody's version of happiness is different mm-hmm. like, you know and I totally get that but it's making sure that it is your own. Mm-hmm. And, well, then, and god this is so
0: hard though. Yes. You have to spend so much time in your with yourself alone in the quiet with the right people that can help you to figure out like what is my happiness? And honestly, I'm 40 and when I turned 40 I think I realized like I actually don't really know. Everything I right. thought was my happiness like growing a business, more money, more this, more that what I'm like um apparently that's not my happiness because something feels like it's missing. So even knowing what makes me happy, how do I get there? Is that authentic to me? Is that true? Am I showing up as the person I want to show up as? These are really big questions that take a really long time to answer.
1: Yeah. And do you know what's coming up for me as you're speaking about that, which this gets me really excited is that we're we're so used to thinking these outside things are going to get me here. Right. Yeah. The discipline to just like actually choose and live in that and, and and cultivate that state within is what's going to really move the needle and actually when you do that you're physically changing yourselves your your brain is shifting when you're choosing to be in an energy Joe Dispenza says to trans is something is I'm not going to get it spot on but he says to transform your life is to be greater than your environment mm-hmm. you know to be in that like mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's hard especially when we have our phones Kids, tv there's that there's a million and one you could easily go through the day being totally unconscious of how you feel Mm -hmm. Uh, but that that every day just becomes your reality yeah it does
0: and I listened to the podcast that you sent me with him and it's so true it's you know it's it's a lot to wrap your head around because when he talks about how powerful our minds are and how they can do so much for our bodies and you I love when you told me um To get out of your mind, you have to get into your body. And there's so much power in all of that. So, on one end, though, you're like, it's so simple. Just choose a better feeling thought, choose a different way to think. But on the other end, there's so
1: much happening all the time that it's so difficult. Yeah. And And you're not really well rehearsed this way. You know, we've been doing this for a long time. I've well rehearsed being in chaos. Yeah. And so used to being in a peace.
0: Well, for a lot of us, when we're stressed out all the time, like you said, we stay in it because that is, even though it feels like shit, that's the comfort zone. That's where we know how to be. Right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. So I've struggled for so long. Um, if I'm not stressed about something and if I'm not like trying to figure something out or trying to improve in this way or trying to grow or whatever, what the fuck am I doing?
1: What am I, what doing? Do, what am
0: I supposed to think about? Like the sky? <laughs> Am I supposed to think of, like, honestly though, if I'm not trying to make something or me or whatever better, what do I do with my mind? Cause I'm so conditioned
1: to be on the move,
0: to be trying to solve a problem, to be looking for the problem to solve when maybe just maybe there doesn't have to be a damn
1: problem. There doesn't have to be a problem. And, and no. I think that you're right. It's like I always talk about it like the inner chaos. And and that inner chaos, it will say nothing is ever enough. And joy is dangerous because it's vulnerable, it can be taken away. So if I'm always working, I'm in this yeah. false illusion that I have control. And these yeah. things that happen to us, like that man with the heart attack, was that reminder that you don't you never had control?
0: You, you really never don't. had
1: control anyway. And so that's what kind of snaps people back. But that tricks us into thinking if I'm doing this I get stuck in it all the time. And I burn myself out. Then I remind myself to rest. And all I'll say is I feel like the cycle is getting shorter. I'm catching myself quicker. But I still do it because it's like the illusion of control and and not having to be vulnerable enough to just let it all be, you know. You have to let it all be. Brittany
0: Brown says um, the scariest emotion is joy.
1: Literally. I love Brittany yeah. Brown.
0: That way. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. If I'm already in English, I'm here.
1: Yeah. I, right. know, I know, I know what it hurt, feels I like. I already had it myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It. I already, I've already lived it. I'm already in it. I don't have to worry about it showing up. But if I'm in joy, what could happen? What could be taken away? It's so, it's so true. But it's really, I mean, you've talked to me about discipline, disciplining your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I really think it can be boiled down to that, like changing the thought pattern.
1: And the more you work on it, the easier it gets, but it's, it's work. It's work. Yeah. And this is the thing that, that I think we can get stuck in is it's like, I'm not good at it straight away. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like we want to be like, we want to add a meaning to the fact that it's not easy to mean something about us, but it's like, what if I'm just practicing? What if I'm just practicing? I'm thinking this thought today. I'm feeling this way today. I'm going to, I'm just going to practice and play with doing it a different way Mm -hmm. and from what I have seen with the work I've do I've done with people is that it can happen so much so much more authentically and and so much faster when you just let yourself take the pressure off Mm-hmm. like if I today if I think bad thoughts and if I have a bad day it doesn't mean I failed right it just I, I start again tomorrow you know right. but just kind of and, and the thoughts will be will be there that I still have doubt I still question myself but I just choose not to hang on to it
0: do you feel and- when you're working with a lot of people and they're trying to do these things before they really get it they overcomplicate
1: it do you know what I'll be honest yeah, I think it just needs to fucking loosen up. Yeah. We are so wound up tight that it's like, I am I I am going to make it a project to find why this is hard. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that I know this is really hard and I tell myself every day that this is really hard and yeah. then it feels really hard. Yeah, of course it's hard, but do you know what's harder? Staying the same for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and I think that everyone's so, I just want everyone, if I could... If I could, if I became president tomorrow, right, I would have everybody, every single person come out of their house and just scream at the top of their voice and shake and scream and cry and just fucking get it, get it out and then go a collective. Yeah. Like release it instead of numb it. Right. And then go. And then after we did that whole worldwide scream, we could go, okay. I'm loosening up a bit. Like I don't have to make this all mean so, so much. Listen, there's real things. There's trauma in the body. There's deep emotion. There's so many things playing within us that we don't even know about. I'm not aiming to simplify that. But what I am saying is that the reason I say to get out of your head, you need to get into your body is because we're so uptight. We're not used to moving our bodies anymore. and, And nobody's used to living without inhibitions anymore. And this is something that I know my dance career was a gift because I don't I can't say I was ever the best dancer in the room. I was never the most technical. I was never the most um the w- most well rehearsed because I was never the most disciplined, you know, but I was always told, and I can say this confidently now, but I would have hidden away from it at the time, that people would watch me. Yeah. Couldn't help but watch me. And I know now looking back, that's because I used to get so lost in it. Yeah. I just used to, I loved to move my body. I loved dancing, right? So I would go on stage and I would genuinely just just move my body until further in my career when I, I didn't like a costume and I thought I looked fat, which is ridiculous. But, you know, all of these different things would get in my way. But for the most part, I would just get lost in dance. And and why I'm telling you that story is that that's what I want us to do. I want us to get lost in our bodies and be like without inhibition, um, and that's when, that's when that inner freedom, we're searching with this inner freedom, but we're doing it in the wrong way. We're trying to make logic of it, but like, we're not we're, like we're, we're born from a sperm and an egg, like, come on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: it's true. We're trying to make logic of it. We want, like, I know for me, like, I want like a step-by-step process of like, how many get from here to here. And it's just over and over realizing that there is no step-by-step process. And sometimes it's not like okay, how am I going to get to the point of losing my inhibition or accepting myself or letting go? It's you're just going to have to fucking do it. Like you just have to do it. You just have to make the decision that it's going to be that way, and then decide make that decision over and over and over again. But it's so because you know there is so much trauma stored in the body, and there are so many things that are programmed in that we need to reprogram it's so easy and subconscious to be pulled back to your just old way. switch
1: into that switching that and before you know it what oh what I'm what am I doing I'm doing this again like and and it's so easy and I and I really try and take the shame away from that and I actually allow myself like when I put Oakley to bed I love to scroll on Instagram for 20 minutes because mm-hmm. I just it just like it calms me like I'm not gonna I don't want to live a life where I don't have access to those things A little bit but I want to have autonomy over it I don't want to be like well I've just been on my phone for two hours and I didn't realize two hours went by and now I've got shame now you know it's just it's so easy to go unconscious it's about staying conscious and and making those daily decisions like you just said and then with like how many how many people love running I hate running but I like the feeling of it people love running because they get to a point where they have to really decide to keep running and then they're in their run and they get in this zone right that's the same thing I'm I'm talking about but with that freedom like but that's what I want people to be able to do
0: to move I feel like because I just started really going to yoga classes a couple months ago but I feel like it's really beautiful in that way where I have to be in my body and I have to be focusing on what's happening and really feeling it and I can't be in my head like if I'm running or if I'm walking or not that I'm running if I'm walking or even if I'm (laughs) strength training I can still get in my head right right I can still get into that noise and not realizing in that noise but in yoga I can't
1: yeah I I, I remember I think my first like real moment of like meditation being after a yoga class and like I have an on-off relationship with yoga but I I have felt that. It's just able to get me in. I work to the point and then I, yeah, there's just like this piece within it. And there's music for me too. Like if I have music, it changes everything.
0: Yeah. Well, I told you one of the things that used to really let me get out of my head and just focus and meditate was I just tried to learn how to decorate cookies, which I'm still horrible at. But it really turned off my mind and I really had to focus and it was creative and it felt really good. And this last time I tried to do it, I was like, you know what? When we moved, I accidentally left all of my materials at the old house and I hadn't done it for a couple years so I went and I bought new stuff and I started doing it but now I have a nine-year-old daughter and she wanted to be with me the entire time I was doing it and she'd be like is that what you meant to do mommy are you happy with how that looks, mommy is that good is that what you wanted mommy it's okay mommy and I thought well shit
1: this is not gonna work well shit this is not in my free flow now (laughs) yeah I'm like we can
0: do this together this is that so funny, but like it's a completely different experience, so <laughs> that's not going to be it. You know what
1: it is, though, Jesse, is you can't create whilst you're in survival mode. It's very, oh hard.
0: My, wait, that's that's so big. Wait, you have to say it again because it's so true. When we're in survival mode and we have all this anxiety, you can't
1: what if it. you're being chased by a lion, you're not going to go, Oh, let me just decorate this cookie. Yeah, you, you're thinking what are my options? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to be safe? And we're living out to get me. Where's the danger? Where's the danger? danger? Whatever danger is coloring. If you were being chased by a lion, you're not going to sit down and color. So eventually if you color for long enough, you're going to, you're going to sink out of that. But the trick is now doing that enough, practicing that enough so that you don't need to be decorating the cookie. Right. My son just came home. I might put my headphones on. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) You're here. Um, no, you're so you're so right. And when we think our listen, for me, Jess, being in that fight or flight was the only way I felt like I was gonna make progress in my life. If I didn't have that angst and that fear, then I wasn't pouring into my business. I wasn't growing, I wasn't taking care of people, I wasn't supporting my family I didn't know how to feel like I was making good choices and progress in life yeah. if I wasn't in a state of just total
1: yeah kind of, and that's like, what we've seen Jesse. it's like not even like yeah that's what you see you know even on movies like the the bigger and will be like oh I've got to take this you know like yeah. they're constantly on the move we haven't seen much representation of what it looks like to be in your power in your joy and successful in a business financially like we don't that doesn't get represented much but it is in fact it's the most powerful and I think that but if you look at the big ones
0: like if you look at some of the people though at least how they portray themselves they are doing a lot of that and trusting the process and what's so you know wild to me is some of the Greatest gifts that I've experienced in my life, I did not plan for Mm. the universe, put them into motion. Yet here I am still trying to control my day to day when the good, really good stuff was completely, completely random. I mean, okay. This morning, my, you know, how many people try to get tickets to see Beyonce? Right. Yes. Like you get online, you try to get these tickets. I got a text from my mom this morning. And I I can't go, but she's like, I have two free tickets to Beyonce tonight. You want to go? Like I didn't, and it's just the good stuff. Right. Just happens. Yet it's so hard for me, I'm still learning, to let go and trust it'll keep happening. Cause what I think is if I fully surrender and I let go, what if it doesn't come and then? I did nothing
1: right so I'm still in that mindset of figuring it out it's so vulnerable it yes it brings me back to when I used to teach dance right to professionals and I would be like they they would be perfect they have rehearsed every step they have every move their hair looks good there's perfect but there's like between 90 and 100 percent or 80 I would even say between 80 and 100 percent of that that's that person it's about letting go
0: yeah
1: and you can tell when you watch somebody who like, this is why someone like Beyonce is a great example of when she's so magical on stage because she's there. She lets go. She's She just she, she doesn't care if she looks ugly in that moment. She's going to pull the face that comes up. And so this is what I've seen in dance for these years, right? People trying to be too put together and they're great. They're going to get the job, but they're not going to, there's that something missing. Yeah. And it's, it's that letting go. It's that inhibition being free because they're too worried about what everyone thinks of them. We love to see people, we're triggered by people who actually are free of inhibitions. But this is what we need to apply without being dancers. We need to apply this into life. Like, what would my life look if I was without inhibition? If we're so drawn to people that don't have inhibitions, why do we keep our inhibitions? Right. But we're also triggered by them because Uh we're like, why is she doing that? That's Uh so You you know, like. Uh Oh, okay yeah. yeah. When you see people like it's great if it's like a Beyonce, but if it's like a woman who decided to have no kids and she lives like I don't know, no, she wears no bra and she wears these. Like, I went to see a healer in Costa Rica, and even I went, wow, this woman, <laughs> it's a lot. But you know what? She had no inhibitions. Yeah, and I was, I was like this, I was like a sponge, but she was just so in her, so it's so just yeah, you know. But she don't fit into normal society because they don't know what they know where to put her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's
0: so true. It's so true. I can see, like, we are triggered by that, and then, but I also envy when I see somebody who's just fully in themselves and owns it and just has that confidence. I I feel so drawn to it. Like, I I want to character study them. Really, right, right. I just want to yeah. sit and watch, go yeah. through their day to day, and just watch them be. Yet we're all stuck in our heads. But even as a mom. Oh, when wow. I see my kids with their inhibitions, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, whoa. That's, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. not do that. Like, we don't care what other people think. And, you know, we don't care about whatever yeah. it is they're talking about. Yet here I am having the same feelings about myself. So I really think motherhood really has made me check myself more than.
1: Yeah. Uh, see, that's so many because I have a two-year-old. So, like, I'm not, he's still got no inhibitions. Yeah. Like, you know, he's really in that. If I'm feeling this big feeling, I'm going to throw myself down on the pavement and scream about it. Yeah. You know, so I haven't seen that bit like creep in yet, but I should imagine that's like, oh, wow, I'm seeing this. You know, like oh, he yeah. went yesterday and he's the only boy there and they only had pink shoes and and he goes, you know, and, and I, just, I just loved seeing him go in there with no preconceived ideas about who he was meant to be. Like it yeah. makes me thinking about that. Whereas a few years later, he would go in and be like, should I be doing that? should I not, you know, yeah. like, it's gone in him already, you know. Yeah, Um,
0: it's it's so, so true that they will, the inhibitions, they do come, and I remember being the child wanting to just fit in. I just wanted to right. be like my friends, like, what are they going to do, what are they going to wear, what, and then when I now watch my kids have those same things, it, it triggers me to be like, mm-hmm. we don't care. I don't care what so-and-so is doing. What do you want? Who do you want to be? It's a thing that's happening. And, you know, they also, you know, mine are nine and 11. So when they see somebody without inhibitions or somebody making different different life choices or living their truth, there's questions. And all we can do is say, like, that's what makes them happy. If they're not hurting anybody and if it's safe, then, I mean, they're listening to their heart. And I do. I really want my kids not just to listen to their heart, but to trust themselves. I want them to trust themselves.
1: Yeah. And to make decisions based on that and not, you know, I agree, but it is, it is such a journey as a mom because they're just watching us and then we're Oh, going, oh uh, you know, like, Oh, I do speak to myself like that. Or I do, mm-hmm. you know, and it can be hard. It, again, it's going back to, it takes courage to say, what am I doing Now, what can I shift to help be an example of that for them? And
0: it's pretty crazy how much we do that we don't even realize we're doing that they're watching. The other day, I was just putting on my makeup, and um, I I love makeup, it's another moment where I can just be creative and yeah, do something with my hands and kind of zone out. But my daughter, she's watching, she even said to me this morning, Can I put on some makeup before I go to school? And I was like, Absolutely not, you're not wearing (laughs) makeup, but um. I I just felt her watching me and I looked at her and I said, I just want you to know why I wear makeup. I wear makeup because I think it's fun and it makes me happy. I don't wear makeup because I think I need to, or it makes me prettier or I'm ugly without it, which that's not true.
1: No, no, you're <laughs> There's like a lot of reasons why it, like, I wear
0: makeup, but I don't want her to think sh- this is what's going to make her worthy.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's so true. I'm just even thinking about when I'm like, I go out with no makeup a lot, but I'm like, oh, my bags under my eyes. And then, like, yeah. what they would be hearing if I said that? It's just so, yeah. Because
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, when they were younger, I didn't think about that stuff, but as they're aging, I'm like, okay, what are they picking up on? What are they looking at? Yeah, even if they're not saying it, they're
1: internalizing. Yeah, they're, a makes, they're making it. a decision about what, what everything they're seeing, which can feel like a lot of pressure. I always think that we you know we we're doing the best we can but to check ourselves is is the biggest gift we could probably give them
0: yeah I just want to be really really intentional in how I'm raising them I mean I I guess selfishly I just don't want them to have a lot of the inhibitions or fears or pain that I've experienced so but I also think it's really important actually my husband said this the other day um that if we go too far to raise them how we wish we were raised like are we
1: Forcing, yeah. Forcing
0: or doing damage on the other end. I don't
1: know. It's just all complicated, isn't it? Yeah. Back to that trust. Trust is hard because it's it's out of our control, and we're not. We don't like that. It feels alien, especially in survival mode. It's like, you know, I see, I see myself like searching for the danger. You know, and 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 then and then you do it as a mother bear, and yeah, it's just it's a lot of stress hormone. It's a lot of flooding and we have to so consciously move the other way. And that's why I think dancing or moving your body is such a good way to get you out of that. You Mm -hmm. know, and you see kids do it so much more easily than we do.
0: They do. You know, Sydney, my daughter, she, that's what she does. She dances. And it really is a beautiful thing because I'm not a dancer. I've never been a dancer. Um, To watch because she has so much fun while she's doing it but it's also teaching so many skills. But then when she's home, she's always dancing, right? There's always music. Yeah. And she's always dancing and she's always finding that joy. And it's really hard to dance. I mean, maybe as a professional, it's different, but I would imagine it's really hard to dance and be upset simultaneously. Yeah.
1: And, and, and even if you are like, I would dance in numbers where you're, you're like emotional, but it feels like like it feels like, like a, a good release bit, like a good release and yeah yeah it's it's it, it's something we generally do for joy or presence or
0: celebration right you can't be in your head stressing about something while you're yeah
1: yeah dancing right if you really go there then it is, is is and that that's the that's the that's the point where I want to get everyone to if you really get there and you able to just be in your body and be in that movement and uh, then it's very hard to be going but what if I do this and what if I do that and oh my god did I say that to that person And what if they do that and what if I lose all my money and blah blah blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah. And, yes. and, and, and then you're practicing it because what we practice we get good at so if I'm practicing being right. present I'm going to be better at tomorrow. And if I keep practicing at the moment, and I say this to everyone, what are you practicing? Do you want to, the way you lived t- today, do you want that to be the rest of your life? Cause that's what you're practicing. You're rehearsing. Wasn't this, was this Joe Spencer? Was this you? He always talks about mental rehearsal. You're yeah. like
0: rehearsing the, maybe you told me that you're rehearsing the life you
1: don't want.
0: When you well, do yeah. the
1: same thing every single yeah. day. And then you're talking about how much you don't want it. And then, and and you're still being in the same energy. And it's like, you know, that's, you know, yes, there's some room for that. But for the most part, it's like, what do you want? How can you practice that now?
0: Mm -hmm. And you have to be very, listen, as somebody who's working on this currently, you have to be very intentional about it. And you have to be all the time checking yourself and coming back to your conscious mind. Because it's so easy to get back to your subconscious place, it's just, so. it takes so much discipline until all of a sudden it feels a little bit more natural and a little bit more natural and a little bit more natural. And the other thing is whatever it is we're trying to achieve, whether it's how we're raising our kids or how we're showing up at work or what kind of friend that we're being, if you're in this state of chaos in your mind, no matter what you say or what story you're telling, if your energy is heavy, everybody, can feel the fear the anxiety the inhibitions that you're giving off despite what yeah. you're
1: trying to tell them there's so much unspoken communication and it's just like you know i've lived in chaos when i was on the ships it's like i my overthinking got so bad i i couldn't get to sleep at night i'd wake up sweating and it would be yeah. over minor minor things and it got so out of control that I remember one night Martin had to take me out of the room and we just had to go look at the ocean, oh. and I just had to like breathe. And it was like in the middle of the night; it was like four AM, and I was just looking at the ocean, and I just had to somehow remind myself that this, this wasn't real, but that is that ocean is on our like. For me, I was like, it's on this ball that's floating. <laughs> like, like my yeah. thoughts about what that person might might think of me are not this important. It's just yeah. like for us adding meaning to it over and over to the point where it feels dangerous it feels like a predator but and it's I not even my own predator
0: yeah it's not even necessarily real I saw a funny little meme or whatever on Instagram once but it really stuck with me it's like you
1: can't hurt my feelings because I'm an overthinker I have right. my own feelings done it and and the, the the body doesn't know the difference between real and imagined yeah so when we practice failure we feel like we failed yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. thinking we're doing it all the time. And and yeah, there's some room for release and therapy. And I, I have therapy every two weeks. I'm a huge advocate for it. I love therapy. I think there's a huge space for it in all of our lives. And I think we've got to get into our bodies. We've got to get living in this energy. We've got to move to something. We've got to show our bodies what to do instead. Otherwise, like, you know, if you've told a dog to do this its whole life and then you block that entryway, it's not necessarily going to go off and explore the rest. It's going to sit outside the entryway going, I don't know who to be if I'm not this. Because yeah. this is who you taught me to be. So we need to kind of practice what does running through the fields look like? What does it look like to skinny dip? In my life, I'm not talking about actual skinny dipping. Do your thing. I would love to do it. but. I'm talking about to just be, to just be in our in our essence, in our joy, in our presence, in our bodies and and just enjoy where we're at. And and that's that's what we're not good at. We're not good at it. We're really fucking bad at it, to be honest.
0: (laughs) We really are. And part of me is like, yeah, nope, that's me. Like it's also hard. Everything's heavy. I'm scared. I'm scared of this. I need to do this. And then the other part of me is like, what the what am I waiting for? Just let it be fine. Let it be easy. Like if I'm not going to worry about it in two years, why am I worrying about it now? Just right. let it be joyful. Let I want my kids and those around me to feel good when they're around me, so I need to feel good in my body. I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's a whole onion to unravel, yeah. and it's a beautiful journey. What would be your advice for somebody that's like, you know, what I do need to start making the shift. There is a better way to live, and I want to achieve it, but their brand. New to this, what would be like your top things that you would say, okay, let's ease you and start here?
1: My top things would be to become really aware of the things you say to yourself. And just start to observe the conversation that's going on or, or the feelings that you're used to being in. And when you observe that, try, you will but try not to judge it, <laughs> you know, you will a bit, but just try. And, and just, I would just say, just, just get, just start to look at the, the relationship you have with yourself and then ask yourself, is this promoting peace and joy for myself? And the answer, I don't know what the answer would be. I you could say that, but then once you become aware of that, it holds less power. It's much, it's much more powerful when it's unconscious Versus when you begin to notice it and you go, you might not know what to do with it yet, but you go, hey, that was really shitty. The thing I just said to myself, or why am I doing this? And and just becoming aware and stepping back and becoming, if we are greater than that, then we don't have to attach so much meaning to it and just say, hey, look at this habit I'm doing. Yeah, you know, we we are always going around going, I'm an overthinker, I'm anxious, I'm I'm an overworker, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. No, you that is your habit. That is your habitual way. You're not that because you can actually, there is actually limitless possibility within us. Um, and so my, my, my first thing would be just, just observe, just start looking. And my second thing would be create, be do some things to create just for the sake of creating coloring cookie Yeah, I'm crocheting a blanket. It's taking me a year because I only do one bit every two weeks, but I'm crocheting a blanket. So nobody can come for me. Yeah. Um, you know, like i um, you know, just create something, just just start, start practicing that, and and those two things will start your journey. I believe. Yeah. Um, I think they're really good. I think one thing
0: for me that's been really helpful for me is to stop shooting all over the place. Right. So, like, right. making so many decisions on oh, I should do this and I should do that, like. Sure as hell felt like I should go to Beyonce tonight. I have a free ticket to Beyonce, but it didn't make sense for me and my family. And it would have created chaos. So it was really finding the power and being like,
1: yeah, I shouldn't do anything. I need to listen to myself.
0: And where is the should coming
1: from? You know, the should is for me, the should was always coming from trying to look the best way or look the most successful or look the this, you know, and actually... But I, I took a pause because I thought you said to stop shitting everywhere. Yeah, well, it's the same thing, really. <laughs> kind of the
0: same. It's, it's kind of
1: um, the same. Yeah, really powerful when we step back and say, fuck the shirts." What do I want? What's going to promote? My, my obsession at the moment is making decisions that promote my inner peace. And that's to me what alignment means. Alignment means being conscious enough to make decisions that promote the most peace for me and my family. And peace is just being able to be present in joy and, and sometimes it's not joy, but joy is available and presence is available and peace is available in all of our, the tapestry of what's going to happen in our life. Um, so if it, you know, I always see these memes, like if it doesn't bring me peace, wealth or this, and I'm saying no, you know, but there's something to it. Like being yeah. conscious enough to make those decisions to realize was that a should, or did I really want to do that? Yeah.
0: If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And yeah. that's, for me, it's really hard because I, I very, you know, my subconscious mind instantly goes to, well, what would someone else do? What would they think if I did yeah. this? Or, the, you know, why is my decision this? And everyone else would choose, you know, everyone else would yeah.
1: go. to. You Beyonce. become the predator. I become my own predator. Everybody now I is. have this looming lion within me that's saying, but that's not going to be good enough. or that's going to that, be that. And we just have to, the other side has to become bigger and go, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. I'm just, I've tried this way. For quite a while mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try it this way now you can chill <laughs> yeah and just doing that enough times honestly I so, the, yeah and to different.
0: feel that release when you make the decision that you are aligned with to feel for me it's like a heaviness in my chest when I'm doing something that I should I think I should be doing but I don't mm-hmm. really want to be doing and then when you make that decision that does feel aligned just that the lift of that feeling Fitness. the lightness yeah. that comes in I mean that in itself is,
1: <laughs> worth no. a lot yeah it's like it's those little decisions that are gonna really create really create moments that we remember mm-hmm. oh to jess again. i don't want to go oh i know well we'll do it again we'll have to you, you literally have so to go quick. you have to go i have to go hopefully oh, oh, mm-hmm. i have to go be mama you know, that's another thing. It's like, we're, we're not giving ourselves space in between all of our roles to to understand who we are. So we become defined by our roles. And that's something that I think is really important. You're more than all of it. We're more than all of it. We really are. We really
0: are. You know, it's it's
1: more powerful than we think we are. I know.
0: I know. Oh, it's releasing so much shit to get there, but you can do it. And it feels so much. No, it's hard along the way, but then you feel the moments of yeah. what it feels like as you're getting there, and it's oh, it's worth every second of it. Every second, it really is. It really is. You
1: hear Thank you. Mommy. No, okay, it's your time. He say Bye. mommy at the door, like he knew the time I was going to be done. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Okay, go be a mama.
0: Thank this
1: is so epic. I just love being in your energy. Thank you for all the work you're doing. Like, thank Dude, you Oh my me. gosh. I, I feel like this was just the, the start because I feel like we could go for another hour. So, okay. Well, we will. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please rate, review, and follow along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find out more about me at www.jesseboyce.com and follow along at Facebook at jesseboyce or on Instagram at at Jesse Boyce. See you again next week with another great episode.